everyone. Welcome to Cosmic Hill Convos with Sarah and Lauren. Every week we are going to come to you live with Greek and Norse mythology stories. Lauren, how are you today? I'm excited actually because this is the first time that we are recording for our YouTube channel. So you guys are going to have to bear with us, but I'm very excited. I feel like we're growing in the sense that um, we are going to be adding these uh, discussions to our YouTube channel. So I feel like that's a great thing. <laughs> yes, it's so exciting. And we are just recapping um, actually what we talked about last week, which was the story of Hades and Persephone. Yeah. How Hades abducted Persephone and Demeter was just so distraught. And I remember Lauren was talking about from her mother's point of view, you know, and we just feel like there was just so much more to the story. We wanted to talk more about Demeter for this week. Yeah, I think that, right. So last week we focused a lot on, um, you know, the part of the story that had to do with the, you know, quote unquote love story between Hades and Persephone. But I was most touched, I think, from thinking more about Demeter and what that would mean for her. And there is a part of that story that focuses really just on her experience. Um, you know, when after Persephone went missing, she searched for her for nine days. And during that time, she fasted. And I'm sure you guys are aware, but a lot of, um, and even in the Greek, the Greek mythology and their traditions, a lot of times when people are trying to get closer to God or they're trying to, um, you know, pray for something to come true, they'll fast to get like to come closer to those intentions. So um, it wasn't unusual that that's what she would choose to do at a time like this. She was fasting. In fact, still today, I believe there is, or at least in Greek mythology, there is a day that um, was dedicated to Demeter fasting. Um, anyway, so she, after the nine days, left Olympus and went down to Earth and entered the home of these women who hosted her. And she kind of like lied about who she was. She said she had escaped from pirates. And when she came into their home, she saw a little baby. And she started to breastfeed the baby and nurture the baby. And she was performing these rituals where she would like lay the baby in the fire. It was a little boy, lay him in the fire at night. The oh, goal, I know, <laughs> it's a reach. Yes. I would not recommend her on like care.com. <laughs> but um, her whole point was she was trying to give this child um, like godlike um, properties, I guess you would say, like or qualities and give the child immortal youth. But the mom caught on, something didn't seem right. And so she caught Demeter one night, laying the baby in the fire. And so Demeter had no choice but to fess up and say, you know, I'm a goddess and this is what happened. And so Demeter actually, which is weird, she was the one who was kind of pulling the wool over their eyes. And yet the end result was that they had to build a, um, a temple for her in order for her to forgive them. <laughs> That's unbelievable. But isn't it? Um, anyway, so she ended up um, having a temple made and 
the only what I so what I think is interesting. So she sat on this temple where she continued her anger. She continued, um, you know, having just like she did in Olympus, right, where nothing was growing. Same thing on Earth. And only when it looked like so many people would die from this, that's what caused Zeus to get involved to say, okay, you know what, now we need to do something about this. And that was really when the people on Earth were starting to die. Oh, wow. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. And, and just from that, I can't imagine what she was going through when she lost her child. You know, the emotional distress. Yes. And I feel like, you know, um, taking on this other baby, nursing him, that was her way of coping. Yes. Yep. And weren't you saying that earlier? Um, you heard of a story like that with... Um, a woman healing from losing a child by yes there's an apple tv show servant where okay. she loses her baby tragically and she actually uses a basically a doll um okay. to cope you know like like it's her baby because she's just not in her right mind so my question here is if demeter is in her right mind you know this is her way of coping but it's not ethically correct yeah, I mean, for sure. Most people, when they see someone else's baby, even if they are drawn to the child, most people wouldn't immediately think to, you know, nurture the child or to feed the child um, that way, and especially to perform rituals. Like most people wouldn't go that far, but um, I think it does speak to the fact that something was stirred within her. She was so desperate to find her daughter and, um, one thing too, I was thinking just about the negativity. Um, you and I were talking earlier, just, I think it's so interesting how negativity and her anger just spread um, yes. from a different world, even, you know, from Olympus down to earth. Um, she obviously couldn't let go and it just, it festered. And even in a different world, she could not cope. Yeah, I, I can't imagine her coping. I even just now thinking, as we're talking about this, I even think about animals, animals that lose their young at a very, you know, and they actually adopt like another species, you know? Yeah. Like, if you think about it, like to them, even though it's not blood or, you know, it's just their way of coping, you know, they take on the another, you know, another, even if it's another species, they just take on another a child in their eyes right it's like the act of mothering you know for them yeah. it's just it comes so natural to them and when that's taken from them they just want to mother again or to take care of someone else again and I really do think that that's you know as much as uh it was negativity and she was really hurting people and so you can never say that that's a good choice that she made. You can understand it. I feel like my heart softens for her. Um, yeah. Even though people suffered because of her, I, I can understand where she was coming from. Exactly. And I think the maternal instinct is so strong. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know you can relate. I can't yet. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, we really underestimate it, to be honest with you. Yep. Yep. It's true. I, um... And it's funny, I think that's why 
in reading the whole story, including Persephone and reading about how Hermes got in and, and, and helped to broker a deal so that she could return to her mother for part of the year. Yeah. With all these characters, it makes sense to me now that the one that I identified with the most was Demeter, the mom, because I could yeah. just feel what that pain would be like, you know? And I just, exactly. And I just love that you opened my eyes to it because I feel like this is really, in many people's eyes, it's a love story, but it's also about a mother and daughter, which mm -hmm. is so important. You know, I feel like she got lost in that relationship. And what I do love is that even though she's with Hades, she also has that time with her mom. Mm -hmm. You know what I just was yeah. thinking too, is that had, had she never returned to her mom, she would have been okay because she yeah. was starting to fall in love with him. She was starting to recognize that she could have a pretty good life in the underworld yeah. because of the way he treated her. And I think she would have been okay, but I don't think that Demeter would have ever recovered. You know, I have to disagree a little bit. I you feel did. like the resentment would get strong. Like she would be in love. She would be, but the, her whole other world was gone from her. And she gave that up for love. So I feel like she would be in the beginning, but I feel yeah. like slowly she would start resenting the fact it's that- Why can't I just go back? She didn't have the option. You understand? Like it was yeah. like, he, he basically chose for her. And I feel like sometimes love is just not enough. You know? I could see that. Yeah, yeah, I could see. I still think though, I think even yeah. if she was resentful, a part of me does think, I see what you're saying, but- yeah. I don't know, part of me thinks she would be okay. Whereas I don't yeah. think the meter would have even been remotely okay. You know, I, just, I, I do, I just remember that her mother kept her as a child. So maybe, uh, <laughs> I think you're onto something. Evil she wanted to grow up. <laughs> exactly. If she went back, her mom would probably not want her to even still grow up, so. No, she wouldn't be, she wouldn't be able to leave yeah. her mother's side. I know, and then, you know, on that end, like, I feel like as much as her, she loved her daughter, that was a little extreme to me, you know, it's yeah. like, you really, I, mean, I know you want to shield your child, but you can't, you have to let them, you know, see reality, you know? Yeah. And I think because probably she was so sheltered, you know, she was maybe even more drawn to Hades, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I could see that because she did. Well, I think we talked last week. If you guys didn't catch last week's, um, podcast. I'm going to link it here in the YouTube description box. So you guys can catch up, um, but also go back and listen to it again, just if you're not sure of some of the things we're talking about, um, because you're right. I think she was very naive, and we were talking about that last week, that did she was this love, or did she just think this was normal, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, if you can't compare it to anything, you yeah. know, this is probably all that she thought of and the fact that he spoiled her you know even as women in relationships you could say um you know just being spoiled from the beginning yeah right <laughs> it, it kind of like you set the tone so i feel like you know was it and we also talked about was it true love i know that hades was around for a while i mean he had more experience than her it was really that Mm -hmm. So I feel like it was love for him. But for her, was it just because it was something new? Was it because this is the first time she was in love or she was getting attention? You know, there's just so much to impact. Right. For both of them, too. We just don't know, yeah. even for him, what his motives were. Exactly. I do feel like there was love there. I just don't like 
basically, I still feel like Persephone was kind of a pawn. Like she, her opinion, her, you know, they, she was never asked if what she really wanted. Um, those factors never really, you know, counted to be honest, you know? I agree with you. She was absolutely a pawn and thankfully it worked out, I guess, for her that she was able yeah. to have the best of, you know, both worlds, I guess, <laughs> but um, no pun intended, but I, that, you know, it's just a tough story. It's, it really is. One of those stories that like that, this one, I just couldn't let go of. We needed to for this one. I know. And I love it so much because as much as you are happy for Hades and for Stephanie, you feel so much for the mom. Yeah. You know, and you like, I do actually like how Zeus, um, you know, the deal he made with both of them, because even though they weren't really happy with it, they want Persephone to themselves, you know, I feel like it was better for everyone, you yeah. know, with, with her being the goddess of harvest, you know, and just the time with the seasons. It's just one of my favorite Greek stories. It really is. Yeah, me too. And you know, what's interesting is that in a way, um, Zeus was really the hero of this story, right? So he yeah. saved even the people on earth, he saved them from famine. But here's my question. I can't recall which story, it was a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about, oh, was it Medusa and Athena? We were talking about how gods have no regard for human beings. Oh, yes, yes. And it's interesting to me that that, when human beings were suffering, that is the point at which Zeus got involved like he didn't get involved it's so interesting because Medusa was initially human and she was punished and it was it was more of a punishment because of Athena's rage with Poseidon yeah and you're right and she wasn't um saved right but yeah because I do feel like the interests like we the gods are not supposed to meddle but I feel like in this case when so many were you know basically maybe at the point of extinction because mm -hmm. she wasn't producing enough food. Medusa was just one woman. I feel like this one was a little more grave. You know, this one was a little more tragic in the yeah. sense of the number of people. So Zeus had to step in because, and also I feel like it's all like a circle, it all kind of circles, you know, mm -hmm. the underworld. And then, cause we're supposed to have this, we're supposed to have free, you know, freedom of choice. Yeah. And that's where I think that the gods do meddle, you know, they do put their, for their own, uh, maybe even to say entertainment or, you know, just for their own goals, they do meddle, but they're not supposed to, because we are supposed to have freedom of choice. Yes, of course. That's a great topic too. We could, you know, like, I think as the stories go, we're going to see, like, do we really, do, do the people really have choice? Are the gods like using them, you know, manipulating them? A lot of manipulation, I feel. Well, yeah. Have you ever read those books where like you choose the ending? You'll read like a chapter and then you oh, have to yeah. decide. I get, I get very nervous because I'm very indecisive. So <laughs> um, it's always like, okay, like, you know, let's see with this one <laughs> where it goes. <Yeah. laughs> I like I it. But yeah. like those, um, that's kind of what the gods do, right? Like, yes, you could choose, but in a way it's still all, there's not much choice right in terms yeah. of meddling they're sort of guiding us i i totally agree i feel like we're actually it's like an illusion like they yeah. do have choice but then you see the gods you know using like kind of like puppet masters you mm -hmm. know like you have zeus like you know he has a lot of children and you see him you know he's turning into different like creatures and 
different entities just to, you know, have his way with some of these mortal women. And then, you know, the offspring, it's just, it's unbelievable. It's crazy. Could you imagine if, if we lived during that time? Oh gosh. It's so funny because I've always had such a love for these stories. Yeah. And like, I used to daydream when I was younger, you know, like what it would be like to live, but it's just, I just don't like my, the, the idea of like my fate in someone else's hands. Like, yeah. okay, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll daydream, but I'll come back to reality. <laughs> yeah. I always just imagine like, what would I think if all of these things happened? Cause they just seem, you know, when you and I are sitting here talking about them, it seems so unreal. Like yeah. how could this possibly, and I know that we're talking about mythology, but to me, I just think if, if I was there and I was experiencing any of this, it would blow my mind. I know it's, it's, it's really unbelievable. And I feel like as, as we get more into the gods and the goddesses, it's just, you know, there's just so much to learn. I feel like people, you, you learn from experience, you learn from other people's stories. I agree. So like, I, I feel like, like you as a mother, you could relate to Zanita. I can't. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like you would be probably in defense for her when I'm like, okay, but all these people are dying. So yeah. it's, it's interesting, you know, like even our own experience, how we can relate with them, even though they're not, oh, even yeah. though they're gods, they still have these human, you know, ability, like they have these human, um, I guess like reactions, you know, jealousy and heart, you know, heartache. It's, well, that's what we had said. Like, yeah we were surprised right at how manipulative they could be and how um not they weren't always the nicest uh characters we'll say so i feel like that's surprising too it's surprising knowing that that you could still identify with certain um gods and goddesses and their stories yeah i i feel like it it actually is really interesting to me because you know they're supposed to be like way you know they're supposed to be like untouchable this mm -hmm. makes them more human to me like it makes them like wow like I, I get the jealousy like i i can relate to like aphrodite or athena you know with, with aphrodite with her jealousy you know it's just with uh yeah it's just it's with psych it's just crazy you know but mm -hmm. i've i just feel like the more and more we talk about it we find more you know things in common with like maybe just like things that we go through in our own lives yeah we understand where they're coming from you know and like like i like even in this story i feel like demeter is right in a way i feel like hades is right zeus like i feel like they all have good you know maybe not the best intentions i feel like everyone's looking out for themselves but i would say Zeus, like you said is the hero of the story mm -hmm. he really comes to this compromise that benefits everyone Right. Which I, I actually did not think of that. That's such a great point that you made. I never really thought of him as the hero. Like he never really was a big part of the story to me, to be honest. Well, right. He, in, in a weird way, it was just one decision that made yeah. such a huge impact. But in a way, when he saved, you know, tons of people from, like you said, from extinction, you know? It's, it's interesting too, even when we talk about the episode the week prior with Cupid and Psyche, with Eros and Psyche, Eros, also known as Cupid, mm -hmm. um, Eros goes to, to Zeus um, when he wants Psyche back, you know? And I feel like Zeus is like the focal point. He's the one of reason. He's the one that you kind of like need the permission of, which I mm -hmm. thought was interesting. I thought that was an interesting relation, how they both went to Zeus 
both Hades and Eros. I'm curious to see how many, you know, as we cover more stories, does Zeus always play this vital of a role in all these stories, even if he's not really like one of the main characters? It seems like whenever, he, you know, those people who like, they don't talk a lot, but when they do, it's so important. I feel like that's how yes. Zeus is. <laughs> I feel like he's great when it's not a woman that he's with dealing with personally, because I feel like um, a lot of chaos came from his, you know, him committing adultery. Yeah. But, you know, in a situation where it's not a woman he's with, <laughs> mm -hmm. I feel like he actually does very well. <laughs> great. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, this was yeah. fun. Any other um, last thoughts about our story? I don't know. I just kind of love, you know, we talk about one thing and then, you know, it just opens all of these like doors and these ideas, you know, which I love. That's why I love every week we explore this and, you know, we just talk about basically, you know, what it, it's amazing that these stories are so, you know, they're not new. They have been around for yeah. a long, long time, but we're still talking about it to this day. And to me, that's so powerful, you know? I agree. Yeah. And I thank you so much. If you guys don't know, Sarah finds all of our stories each week. And so I'm sort of, you'll have read them first. And then when you explain them to me, I'm so captivated by the way you explain it. And <laughs> I'm surprised by my own feelings and my own reactions. Yeah. I'm curious to know if our listeners and our um, our viewers feel the same way. Like, does it stir something in you that surprises you? I know for me, yeah. it does. I know a few um, people of our Cosmic Hill community have reached out to us, you know, in comments and messages, you know, we're very active and we check, you know, we like to see what everyone's saying. And a few people yeah. said, I took, you know, I took, I went on a trip to Greece. I took a class about it and I could relate too. like I went to Greece in high school mm -hmm. and it just really captivates you. So it's just interesting, you know, that we could all, we all have these experiences and we just have that, like maybe that one class to so that one trip and we just get mesmerized by it. Yeah, you know? it's true. It like unlocks something in you that wants it to does, learn. Because you know? like, you know, it, it, it just kind of takes you away from reality a little bit, you know, to get into these stories where yeah. like, for example, this one, when they talk about the seasons, you know, it's a very, you know, you have fall, spring, summer, winter, and, but the way that they, with this story, it just kind of like, it's very romanticized. Yeah, I agree. Enticing. <laughs> it takes, it takes like the, oh, we don't like the cold weather to a whole new dimension. Oh, yes, yes. When, when you hear, you know, when you think of Demeter being so tragically upset about her losing her daughter, it's like, wow, okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can definitely see now why it's so cold. Exactly. <laughs> And we appreciate the summer even more. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank yeah. you for coming home, Persephone. <laughs> I know, right? I love it, though. Me but too. Yeah. I just want to thank everyone for listening. And, you know, every week we're going to come to you live with our stories. And we're just really excited. You know, we have a lot of fun with this. And we, we just love your feedback. And, yeah, thank you for yeah, listening. You want to yeah. We're building such a nice community. I love it. So yeah. keep chatting with us. We, we, we really do appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. And we'll speak to you next week. Okay. Good night. <laughs>